Hey, welcome to another Coaching You podcast with the coach, Brendan Sir, and I'm so excited to have one of my dear friends, Lynn Bria, the head coach at Stetson University, the longtime successful coach of Stetson University as our guest. Lynn, welcome, my friend. Well, hello, Coach, and happy belated birthday to you. Thank you so much. You, you know, are 29 years young, I, I take it. I look good, don't I? Yeah. You look <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that, that's why we do podcasts and not uh, TV shows, you know. <laughs> The Zoom is. I'm not. I don't have a face for Zoom, Lynn. I don't have that. You, you know, one of the uh, for our listeners who think we're both a little crazy. Uh, Lynn and I work together at Stetson, and one of the That's... most fun things for me this past year has been having a daily coaching clinic with the great Lynn Bria and just sharing ideas and stuff. It is such a treat to have you as our teammate uh, with Donnie Jones and myself. You know, it makes it funny you say that. It makes a big difference when you can walk across the hallway when men's and women's basketball, when when we, we share, we, we're the team, you know, we mm-hmm. are a team. You know, it's not separate. It's There's not division. And, and uh, I can't tell you um, – you put on a clinic, a coaching you live clinic every day, uh, every day in practice. I, I'm so fortunate that I get that every day. So um, I feel the one that, that we're, we're blessed. And um, you and, and Donnie Jones have taken me and my staff under y'all's wings. And we're just very, very grateful. And I'm grateful you have had me on. It's it's a privilege because I've learned so much from from both of you all. So uh, and, and we do. We share. We laugh. And that, that's a big that's a big big thing in this business for all of us. Well, you know, one of the things that is so neat uh, about it is uh, Donnie and you have been great friends and go back to your days Mm -hmm. at Marshall together as young, Mm -hmm. young coaches, correct? Oh, coach, we we were little GAs, little (laughs) little graduate assistant peons is what I call us at Marshall, you know, and um, it's interesting because we we would have class together. So we were classmates. We were working our masters. Both got our masters. Did he go to class? I want to know that. We, he, 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 coach, he actually did go to class. All Good. Right? I'm proud of him. You know, I had to nudge him a little bit, but he he was there. You know, he you know, and so um, but uh, it it was just fun. You know, you know, just being friends for so long, but. You know, starting out together, and he's a native West Virginian, and so am I. As you can mm-hmm. tell, that you know, I don't, I don't get to do this very often because of how I talk, this <laughs> accent. You know, so I really appreciate, Coach, you let me be on. But you know, not too many people can understand me. But um, just, just him, and you know, I mean, I knew him and Michelle before they were they were married. I mean, when That's they were great. dating, so both of them mean a lot to me, and um, it's been awesome to see his journey and seeing him come up and then you know when this when this came open last year i i, I told my athletic director so this is a no-brainer this guy is phenomenal so um it's been fun to to be able to connect back with, with him well you know well. one of the big reasons uh you know when he uh when he came to stetson one of the big big things that he and i talked about for the several weeks leading up to it was his friendship with you and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and that was a big part of it for him to know that it, he had someone like that, you know, you there with him. But, you know, when we were at UCF, uh, you know, we let another West Virginian in the door there, too, uh, as an assistant coach and just was one. I love to learn, as you know, I love to share. And one of the really neat things was someone I admired so much was to have Bob Starkey as Joy Williams' mm-hmm. assistant, you know, and 
it was one of the really neat years of my life because every day when Donnie would, wouldn't see me, I'd sneak out of my little office, walk down there and sit with Bob for about two hours and talk basketball. And then Donnie would go and he'd like, it was like, you know, seeing the, your little kid at home just yep. saying, come back to your room. Okay. Come back. Come back. That's, right, come back. that's right. I know Coach Stark, you know, that's another, another guy puts on a clinic all the time. Oh. And, you know, he recruited me out of high school. Did so not I know that. Him for a very oh. long time. And, uh, you know, he worked for the former boss that, um, um, that first hired me, Judy Southern at Marshall, uh-huh. who I'm forever indebted to. And uh, uh, Judy ran motion offense, and that's when I first started learning motion offense. And and uh, Coach Starkey always still talks about how much he learned from Judy. So, but I tell you, he he's another really good one. And um, you know, I, I just uh, I go visit. You know, I've gone to visit him and his wife numerous yeah. times to talk basketball, and it's so much fun. Now, I don't have the cigar. Now he always has to have the cigar. I don't do that, Coach, but. <laughs> But I do enjoy visiting with him and and talking basketball. But another great West Virginian. So uh, we've got a lot lot of us good people. A lot of the people from the three hundred four surrounding everybody. You know these days. And and Adam Coach Williams, y'all y'all brought on staff. Yep. It's phenomenal. You know, known him since he was just little. And him and his and his dad, an unbelievable coach. Um, so it, it's been fun, really fun. People don't realize is there's so many great coaches out of the state of West Virginia. I mean, you know, we know the Bob Huggins, but you know, the great Jerry West and Rod Thorne, of mm-hmm. course, way, way back. And then of course, Mike and Dan D'Antoni, uh, you know, are incredible coaches. Sean Finney, who worked with us at UCF. There are so many great basketball people out of that state, out of this beautiful small state. And I always tease mm-hmm. Donnie that I'm so glad we got his visa and passport renewed so he could come out of West Virginia to coach it back down in Florida. But uh, it, it really makes it fun, uh, you know, and everyone that I've ever met, and this is a great quality for that great state, every person in basketball I've ever met out of that state is incredible. Incredible. Mm-hmm. They're great yeah. learner. They're great learners, and they love the game. Jimmy Boone and all kinds of people like that. Oh, yeah. There's just a million of them, uh, great, you know, Greg, uh, you know, Greg, uh, who was coached Donnie at Pikeville, you know, yeah. who ended up coaching uh, Donnie, you know, and then coached at Marshall, you know, you know, these are, these are just great, great coaches. And, mm-hmm. uh, and so it's, it's really a treat, but tell me this, you're the, you've been at Stetson now, how many years now? This is, oh gosh, I think I'm the second oldest tenure there now, which is crazy. Next to uh, Frank Griffin, our softball coach. Um, yep. I've been there 12 years, going on year 13. 13, right? Um, which okay. I never. You know, the interesting thing about this is, you know, I think as coaches and maybe people in general, we all have these plans. Like we have these big plans about how we're going to do this and how we're going to move up, or you know, where we're going to coach. And I don't, I don't, I don't know if if uh, any of that ever ever pans out. I, you know, what's the old saying, you know, tell God your, you know, I mean, tell God your plans and, you know, I mean, he, he, he and he'll laugh, you know, like, I mean, he, <laughs> it's interesting, you know, so I think it's, um, I would have never dreamed that I would, I would still be here. I'm blessed that I'm here. I've loved the fact that I've been here. Um, but I had no idea I'd be here for 12 years, you know, but I, I think it's just, uh, it's been good. It's been uh, it's a great place to live, and as you yes. know, it's a phenomenal place to live. The quality of life, but you know, my family's down here, so that's a big part that's of big what thing. keeps me here. And any time in this business, you can 
you can go to a place and have a place where it's a fit for you professionally and your family. I mean, that's hard. I mean, think about it. How many, how many times have we moved, Coach, because, you know, our family or we've had to move away from our family to, to do what we need to do professionally in this business. You know, coaching really pulls you and it can pull you in different areas away from the people you love. So I, I'm really, you know, I thank God every day because I feel like I'm just so blessed because not too many coaches can say that. You know, you were a great college player at the University of Charleston and stuff in the Hall of Famer there and stuff. But, you know, you, you, right as soon as you finished playing, you immediately went into coaching. Mm-hmm. And then by the time yeah. you're like 24, you're a head coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Was it, was, it was, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. I knew what I wanted to do. I knew yeah. what I wanted to do. And, and that's, yeah. that's incredible. And talk about that. Well, you know, um, when I first started coaching, Judy Southern, you know, at Marshall gave me an opportunity and I made, and I don't think coaches really understand this now or they're not willing to do it, but I'm, you know, she paid me a little bit of camp money. I made 300 whole dollars that year, you know, so I was paying for my graduate school. She really already had a full staff. So I just basically volunteered to get my foot in the door. And that's oftentimes what you have to do. Right. You know, you just have to do that to get your foot in the door. And then you have to be really good where you are. And I know I'll never forget my, I had two main responsibilities that year. My job was to put the starters in before the 10 minute mark and to make sure I picked up the sandwiches for the officials and put them in the locker room. Like those are my two main jobs. And I, and I thought I cannot mess this up. And so it's interesting because it, you know, people talk about how, you know, you don't feel, you know, I knew I had to be great at that. You know, if you're great at whatever you're asked to do, it's amazing the opportunities that come your way, even if you think they're meaningless. So the next year her GA ended up leaving and she says, Lynn, I want you to take this GA spot so that my second year, I went from $300 to $3,000, Coach. I mean, I thought I hit the lottery. I'm telling you. (laughs) So, um, but, you know, she hired me. And then um, after that, she ended up retiring. So I went to be an assistant at Radford and worked for a a guy named Luby Lekonzak, who was a phenomenal coach, learned a ton from him. Um, And then the interesting thing is, Judy became the athletic director at Texas Women's University. Uh-huh. And I always said, Judy, you were crazy enough to hire me twice and ends up coming back for me um, for that job. And, and I talked to uh, Greg White, um, who, who uh, is a really good friend of Donnie and myself yep. and, and Coach Donnie. And, uh, and he said, Lynn, you can go out there and run your program, become a head coach. And, and really, and you can try everything. You don't know anything until you really become a head coach and you try it. And nobody's really watching. And I thought, you know, that's <laughs> a great right. opportunity to work for a woman that I deeply, deeply care about and trust. And uh, so I went out to Texas, one of the best things I've ever done. And the, the basketball out there, the coaching school they have in the state of Texas is phenomenal. And I learned a ton, um, not just from the college coaches out there, but from the high school coaches. It was it was a great experience for me. It really set the tone for my career. You know, I, I think that that's a key thing, and we talk about this often. Sometimes it's good to just go someplace where you can coach, make mistakes, mm-hmm. and it doesn't cost you your job. Sometimes it's really important. Exactly. We're going to take a exactly. time. We're going to take a time out, Lynn. And we're going to come right back. Let's take a second to tell you about one of our partners, Doctor Dish. Dr. Dish basketball shooting machines are the most high-tech and durable basketball shooting machines on the market. Each shooting machine was designed specifically for high-repetition training to allow players to improve through technology. 
Dr. Jish offers game-like training to give hundreds of shooting reps in just minutes and provide powerful analytics to help players improve their game. Dr. Dish has also introduced Skill Builder, which is the first of its kind in the basketball shooting machine industry that enables players and coaches to stay connected, design and upload training exercises, and instantly receive feedback on their workout, allowing for real-time adjustments and improved performance. It is, without question, the most innovative basketball training machine on the market. To learn more about Dr. Dish, log on to drdishbasketball.com or follow them on Twitter at drdishbball. Don't forget to mention Coaching You and receive $300 off on your next Dr. Dish purchase. That's right. Mention Coaching You or the podcast and get $300 off your Dr. Dish. Hey, we're back with Lynn Bria. And now, after Texas Women's College, tell me how, my dear, you got to UCF. My hometown yes. university. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, back then they didn't have all the students they have now. But <laughs> I end up, um, uh, you know, being out in Texas, I still have great friends out there. But, it, again, it was further from my family. Mm-hmm. And, and I just really, my parents had retired in Daytona and my siblings were over this way. So I, I really wanted to get closer uh, to home and to them. So uh ended up applying for a job as an assistant at the University of Central Florida and uh, got the job. But on my way there, coach, I mean, I mean, I got a, a U-Haul driving my car and <laughs> going across the country. And um, I stopped to call my sister and she lets me know that the head coach uh, that night was killed in a car wreck. And I said, wow. I said, what? And so oh he ends God. up tragically getting killed in a car wreck, uh, car wreck, which was really hard. And, and I really did not, you know, you know, I really knew that that was going to be a tough situation. But uh, Steve Sloan, the AD at the time, said, Lynn, we really want you to come. You know, we love it. You've had head coaching experience to, to you know, be interim for a year. And so I, I, I decided to do that, even though I, I knew how hard it was going to be. If you think about every first Every first thing, every first road trip, every first, every away game, you know, because they, they were close to him. And, and you know, so it was it was a, an opportunity for me, but it was a hard way to get an opportunity. That's when I was talking about how, you know, we make these plans, but you right. just, you don't know what's going to happen in this business. And, and you know, those those jobs, I never dreamed that, that you know, that would happen. And then the following year, they ended up hiring me full time, you know, wow. there. And, and, and uh, you know, we, we did really well. Um, we ended up winning the league, I think, our third year or so. And, and um, but it was a really, it was a tough, tough way. It really opened my eyes to a lot of things in regard to what's, you know, these kids and what's really important. And, uh, but it was a, it was a hard situation, one of the hardest situations I've had to go through. God, I never knew that story. I remember when you were at UCF, but I never knew the story of how you got there. My God. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was really tragic. And, um, you know, I, I was, people would say, you're the only division one country or a division one coach in the country doesn't want to be the coach. I said, I really didn't. I don't, I don't want this. Like it was so hard, but you know, I think you, just, I had a lot of growth through that and a lot of support. Thank God from coach Sloan and, and our SWA at the time, Mary Kaufman, who really helped me a lot. Yeah, Steve Sloan was an amazing guy, former quarterback at Alabama, turned athletic director right at UCF. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. uh, but now uh, you stayed there, what, about three years before you went to Ohio mm-hmm. U? Yes, went to Ohio University, uh, had an opportunity there, and 
And, um, you know, it, it was a really good, as far as the Mac conference, it was a tough league. It was, it was tough, really, really good, but got back into the Midwest a little bit. And, um, you know, also again, at that time, having a family in West Virginia, it was very, it was very much closer to family at that time as well. Right across the river, right? That's Athens. right. That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> right across the river there to West Virginia. Oh, boy. Well, you know, I don't think coach we're, we're – I think happy coaches are best coaches. That's and, good. you know, I think we've all got to look at, you know, what – you know, some people, they can be away, but what drives me is, a, you know, is really the relationship with players. But I have to – you know, having family around, I'm just – I think that's really that, – that's one of my main things. And I, I think as you get older, you get wiser to, you know, what – you know, every, some of these – you know, some people apply for everything. And I just don't – you know, they apply for all these jobs. But you have to look at what fits you and who you are. And I think for me, there's no question of being around family. Um, I'm a much better coach when I get to do that. So you journey your way to Stetson, and, and, and now you've been there 13 years now. But now the mm-hmm. thing that Donnie and I really enjoy uh, is, and for, just to give the, our listeners from around the world a, a, an opportunity to understand what we do when we practice at Stetson, usually Lynn's teams practice nice and early in the morning, uh, mm-hmm. and then we practice usually right after you, right? And yes. so it is so much fun because if we get there, you know, if I get there a little early, I'll just go in and I, I'll sit in your practice like I'm sitting in a laboratory learning and then, and vice versa, you and your staff can come in and, and, you know, whereas some coaches I've been in, in the, you know, they don't let, they don't want anyone in their gym when they're practicing, but we have mm-hmm. such an open thing there of collaboration and learning. It's really neat. And I, and I love to watch you uh, teach because you're a premier teacher. Talk about how about your philosophy and what you what I know it changes from year to year as far as little things, but uh, you know, talk about your style of play offensively. Yeah, well, you know, I, I really I don't make any bones about it. I love offense. I, I you know I know defense wins and you know people preach and I, and I believe me. I think the importance of defense is. But I think at the end of the day, and I you know I think you. You got to find a way to score points. You know, mm-hmm. I think oftentimes head coaches are like, "How are we going to score? How are we going to score?" And um, it, it came down. I really studied Princeton offense. I've studied it for about fifteen years now, and and I think going back to Judy Southern and teaching me motion. Princeton is a lot of motion, mm-hmm. um, and I think for me, um, I really, you know, about. About eight or nine years ago, I sold out for Princeton, just started running it exclusively, and I've learned to tweak it. I've actually, you know, when I was at Western University, uh, John Beeline was the men's coach there, wow. and again, a clinic every day. And I've learned, you know, so you know, you can run Princeton different ways. Everybody has their own little flavor to it, mm-hmm. and um, I think I've tweaked it to where just how I run it, and but it has a little bit of mixture of a beeline and a little bit of Princeton, and you know, um, just some motion concepts that I just really enjoy and think that are hard to guard, so um, you know, I think we work a lot, you know, we do defense, and we, we, we're we about 50-50 now, but we really work a lot offensively, especially in our individual work, and I think um, you know, I got to the point coach where I I felt like, you know, we're, we're in the entertainment business and I, you know, if we're not going to, if I don't enjoy watching my own team, why should anybody else enjoy? (laughs) And I think I got to the point where I needed to enjoy 
watching them. And, you know, we ask people to pay and buy tickets and be boosters. And, well, I think we have to put, we're, we're called to put a product out there that's, that's enjoyable to watch. And for me, I always said I had the best seat in the house and, and I've got to like to watch our team. And, 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 um, I think I shared often sharing the ball is really, really hard to guard. Mm-hmm. And that's why I know ball screens, a lot of people ball, and I love ball screens. But I really like random ball screens. I think those are harder to guard. I think when it's predictable, teams, they scout you, they trap you, and they, they can take away what you're really, you know, looking for. So I think when you randomly set those ball screens, and Princeton does have some built-in ball screens, that you can – it's much harder for them to defend. But I really like – I like a shared offense and people touching the ball. And I think our players enjoy it. You know, why – while we have to take some time to teach it, it's worth it because they do enjoy it. And I also feel like it helps them play if they want to play pro. It helps them read and be able to play pro and be able to play at the next level if they choose to. You know, I did two podcasts this spring, one with Mitch Henderson, the coach of Princeton, who, you know, is just amazing. You know, he played for Kirill for a year. Mm-hmm. And and then I just did another one uh with another one of the Princeton disciples. And one of the things I really found, uh, I, I said to him <laughs> and, and I, and they all got a kick out of this question <laughs> because there's so many great former Princeton players that are coaching. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I said, how could wow. your parents send you to Princeton? You're smarter than every kid on the block. <laughs> you paid $75,000 to go to school and now you tell your parents who have dreams of you being a doctor, a <laughs> lawyer, you know, a, you know, a Fortune 100 CEO, uh, you know, running a hedge fund, exactly. and you tell them I'm yeah. going to be a freaking coach, all right? <laughs> exactly. You know, and, and and the list of them is incredible, and they're all great. And every single one of the Princeton guys has the same philosophy: they love the game, they love to teach it, they love to mm. teach people how to share, and. And it's like the most holistic philosophy by these really smart guys. Mm-hmm. And it makes me feel better about myself that I went into coaching after I, I said, gee, if it's good enough for the Princeton guys, this is yeah, good enough for exactly. me. Exactly, Mon- Montclair State, you know, man, that's all right, you know. But it, yeah. And I felt it was amazing, Lynn, how these guys, you know, but the way they teach the game, the way they talk about the Princeton offense, it's with such reverence. And, and I asked them, I said, what's it like to coach an offense that's like named after the school you went to you know yeah exactly what did he say he said it's really he said we're we're honored number one it's 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 you know it's an honor to be coach Kirill but they all said the same thing and that and you can attest to this because the women's game is is ahead of the men's college game as far as rules, as far as I'm concerned, which I'd love to piss off my men coaches about this. The women are way ahead. And so one of the things that uh, the Princeton offense, Pete Carrill, when there was no shot clock, could run that thing for a minute and just keep moving that ball, moving mm-hmm. players, and you couldn't get the thing. Then when they went to 45 seconds, he could do 40-second clock, he could do that 30-second clock, no problem. Then old Pete came into the NBA because of Jeff Petrie, one of his former players who is now the GM of the Sacramento Kings and said, I want you to show our coaches how to run it. And three different programs, uh, Sacramento, the Houston Rockets with Rick Adelman, and then of course the New Jersey Nets with Byron Scott, all used Mm -hmm. the Princeton offense. 
mm-hmm. and were phenomenal. I mean, top teams yeah. in the league because he could do it in less than 24 seconds and got better shots and movement than any team in the league. Yeah, that that's amazing. Yeah, and, and and you're and you're right on, Coach. Like it, it's so much fun to watch, and it, yeah, and, it, and it, it's it's really evolved. I mean, that's that's terrific. You know, I I love that, and I and I really feel like on on the pro level, it's even better. Like, I mean, they they got they got some guys running this. They, they're like machines. Yep. You know, and it's so and believe me, I bought all those peak tapes, and I didn't. He, you know, he, I didn't understand a word. I didn't get it. I I was more confused after doing that and listening to those, but. And, and when you watch the NBA and those guys run it, it's, it's really, you know, it's awesome. It's like it's like watching a like a it's like a beautiful it's like a piece of piece of art. Like it's just unbelievable. You know, it's so much fun to watch. You know, and I'm sure they you tell they love playing in it. Well, you know, when uh, Eddie Jordan, uh, who played at Rutgers next to Princeton, uh, you know, he was an assistant out in Sacramento. He became the head coach of Washington Wizards and had Gilbert Arenas one of the leading scorers in the league and they ran mm-hmm. the Princeton offense and in one week again uh Gilbert Arenas had 54 and 56 points running the Princeton offense so it is not a slow down attack it's a dynamic mm-hmm. attack for players that know how to think exactly that and read exactly and that that's what I love about it is that you know the the our players will come down and I can't wait to see what they're about to do because I don't know what they're about to do, you know? (laughs) So that's what I really enjoy about it. And, you know, people often say too, well, how does your, how do your best players get shots? Well, you know, my aggressive scores, you know, now we have built in sets for them and we have, you know, things to run for them. But at the end of the day, they still get the majority of the shots within the offense. It just works itself out. You know, I've, I've never had that, that issue, but it's, it's just so hard to guard because it's a shared offense and it's, it's so much fun to watch. It really is. After this timeout, we're going to come back with Coach Lynn Brea. Fast Model Sports is the world's most comprehensive, versatile basketball coaching software to help power your preparation. Fast Model has developed the industry's best coaching software, including the number one play diagramming and playbook software, FastDraw. FastDraw bridges the gap between whiteboarding and the digital world with an incredibly easy-to-use interface that can be used on both your computer and iPad to providing maximum portability for your own personal play and drill database. It doesn't stop there. Along with FastPro, they have other great programs such as Fast Scout, which helps coaches create clean, professional scouting reports customized for your team. FastModel is trusted and used by all NBA and WNBA teams, 85% of Division I college teams, and over 8,000 high school and youth teams from over 75 countries around the world. In addition to a great product, They also provide basketball coaching resources through their blog and play bank, which features over 5,000 free plays and drills on their online coaching community. For access to these plays and more information, visit FastModelSports.com or follow them on Twitter at FastModel. Back with Lynn Bria, head coach of Stetson University women's team, and my dear dear friend and near roommate down the hall. Uh, 
I had to clarify that for my wife. <laughs> so, <laughs> I told yeah, her I was right. staying with my son and my, my grandson this year, and I had to clarify that roommate situation. There. But, but, but one of the things, Lynn, that uh, you know, uh, the Princeton guys all told me, they sense like you, they love offense, they love teaching offense, and so when they taught man to man, player to player defense. And they didn't go into it like they would when they were like 60, 40s, man-to-man, a defense to offense. They just said, you know, basic rules, and now guard the people in practice because, you know, <laughs> let, they wanted their offense to work. And then, and then at the end of Pete's career, he said, you know what? I don't want to really spend hardly any time on defense. He yep. said, I'm going to zone. So, yeah. and you know what? Many of them have done that too. So mm-hmm. give me your defensive ideas and philosophy and, and, and talk about the women's game of, you know, what you see on the women's game defensively a lot. Yeah. You know, that, that's, that's a great point. I, I think um, probably one of the best teams I ever had run Princeton and they, 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 they were machines. We had five players at that, that particular year in double digit scoring. And, um, uh, we were, we were probably 90% offense as far as working out and, and our practice. And we, we did exactly that. We played zone. We just, I said, you know what? We're just, and, but this team, they were scoring machines. I mean, I can't tell you how many times we broke a hundred. We broke 90. I mean, we were up in the eighties most of the time. Um, but you know, defensively, I, I think, you know, I really think, you know, for us, I still like a man-to-man defense. I think for, mm-hmm. for you know, just to say we're going to play zone, I would love just to do that, Coach. But I think it's hard in our game because, you know, when I look, even just in our conference but across the board, the three-point field goal percentage in women's basketball right now is – is at an all-time high. Really? I mean, yes. I mean, um, and it's funny you were talking about the rules earlier. I'm on the I'm on the women's rules committee, and um, you know, women's basketball is the the people watching it is at an all-time high. Our numbers are at an all-time high as far as three-point field goal percentage. And you know, the challenge for us too is, as you know, on on the men's side, you're all side. You've moved the arc back, and you know there was a strong push to try to get us to do that when y'all did it. Uh, I guess it was this past this year. Past and season, yeah. We just really felt like we needed to see some numbers because our numbers have been so good, and we didn't feel that would be diligent and fair to to the women's game, considering how good. Uh, it is right now and how much people are enjoying watching it. So, uh, but I also think there's a, a sensitivity towards, you know, we don't want our games to be so far, you know, while they're different from each other either. So we do want there to be some consistency in what we do. And, um, you know, in regard to, to our counterparts with, with you all, and I think that's, um, you know, I think it will, it'll come, you know, who knows whether we'll move it back or not. But I think right now, you know, our game is at a really healthy, uh, positive place. Uh, defensively, I, I think most teams on the, they play man to man because of the, 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 the three point shot. But, you know, oftentimes people will say, well, you know, you play your percentages and, mm-hmm. and, you know, they're going to, you know, they're going to get those threes anyways off your man because they penetrate and kick and maybe a zone. And sure. there's an argument for that too. You know, I, I just think 
Um, especially when you have a team, I think teaching man to man. And I think, but I, I'm all about, you know, some teams are just terrible against a zone and I do like a zone cause they're just not any good. And, um, so, so we will, we will do some combination defenses. I really like, uh, you know, we played the two, two, one, we, we press a little bit. We don't press like you all do. I mean, you all press people, you press them in their warm up. I mean, y'all don't, y'all press the whole time. And I think that's great, you know, and what you and Donnie have done there. But, and I think there's a lot to say for that. But for us, you know, we only press on special situations, but it's some, if I had a team with depth, it's definitely something I think it's great with our shot clock that we could, we could do. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, with FIBA rules, and this is what I wish, you know, we would, you know, I, I'm I'm a big FIBA proponent, big WNBA, you know, person. Mm-hmm. I really wish we would get everything to FIBA, WNBA, as far as 24-second mm-hmm. clock, you know, uh, because, uh, you know, when, you know, if you go overseas and you watch kids play 14, 16 years old, they're playing 24-second clock. You know, mm-hmm. you know, and you know what? It's amazing. The women get the ball to court and they get shots with no problem. And, right. you know, and our men college coaches, oh, God, no, we can't move. It's like the holy grail, the 30-second clock. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and, yeah. but, but the, the bigger thing that I really like is uh, the women have been really uh, understanding, and I think smartly, of doing two major things. And I'd like you to speak on each one of them, Lynn. The, the four quarters, you know, mm-hmm. I, the men's league is the only uh, league in the world that does plays two halves, the men's mm-hmm. college game. And w- women now have, play four quarters, and now, you know, I, I just think it's, it's so smart of them. Talk about that and uh, how, how it's been. And it's always a change when something new happens. So how have you had to cope with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's – it was very different. I mean – you know, two years ago, we put in so many different rules. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like a bombardment of all these different rules, and the game was so different. And and that's one of them was the four quarters. And I thought, well, gosh, how is this going to work? But, you know, I have really grown uh, to to love it. I love the four quarters. I think it, you know, and I love the the where, you know, we get the five fouls, mm-hmm. and then, you know, it's a double bonus. And, and I think that's um, – I, I, I just think it, it – it's just, um, I, don't know, I just feel like that it, it really adds to our game and adds to scoring. And I think that's a good thing. Um, you know, some people in our game have said they missed the one on one. I particularly don't. I like the way what we have now. I'm with you on the FIBA. I think that would be a great way for all of us to get there. Um, and, and so I've, I've really, I do, I do like having the quarters versus the halves. And, uh, it, it is different. I mean, um, I think it has a completely different feel to mm-hmm. it also. Um, you know, but I think the double bonus is really the five fouls. It, 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 it's significant. It's very different yeah. than just getting to seven and being in a one on one, you I know. Think, and I think it, you know, that's the NBA rule is that. And mm-hmm. you know what? It makes a huge difference because you know what? Your players, they don't foul as often. That's right. And, and we talk about entertainment, Coach. We're in the entertainment yeah. business. And the referees, they don't call them as much, you know. Nope. I mean, and, yep. and uh, the only thing I wish that men and women would add, because it's not professional, it's college kids, is I really wish they would, for both uh, men and women, would have six fouls for the kids so they can play. Not, mm-hmm. not so they can sit mm-hmm. next to us, so right. they can play. So yeah. we know as coaches, I get three fouls. 
uh, for a player each half. You know, basically, mm-hmm. you know, because if that your your best player gets two fouls in the first quarter, m- many times a lot of coaches won't play him the rest of the half. Right, you know, that's you know, right. Like you yep. know, and 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 you know, you're playing the law of averages. But if we had six, if that you play them till they get the third foul, and I think that would be a lot better for the kids, not for me to coach for the kids. I think that would be mm-hmm. good. Talk, yeah, yeah, I, I, talk I completely that, agree with you on that. It make a big difference because you know, again, you know, we we want our we we want our best players in there, and mm-hmm. I, I think it would really, um, you know, again, it, it just. It just betters our game. It, the value of it goes up when we, if we would be able to do that. Lynn, talk about one of my favorite rules that you guys have added, that being able to advance the ball. Explain that rule for those mm-hmm. that don't understand, if you would. And the last yeah, minute. Yeah, the last minute um, we are allowed the, in the fourth quarter to advance it to either sideline. Mm-hmm. So the first year we put it in, Coach, we, we could only, you know, you advanced it and – and I don't know, you, you, you couldn't, you couldn't pick a sideline. It was right in front of your bench. Then we changed it to, to, uh, you could go either sideline. So, um, I really like it. It, it changed as a coach for me. It was, it, this one took a lot of getting used to. This was probably the one that was so different. Um, because you know how we have, we have, we have we work on and you know in the game and you have a ninety four to score and you work on the point guard coming through and he mm-hmm. can, you know it just changed everything you know now um, you're basically working a lot on you know your sideline your sideline out of bounds mm-hmm. and you know um, you know some coaches during the game you know just get the ball in they don't run stuff during the game they wait you know till exactly. and then then they save their their end of game for that last minute. You know, some coaches still run great sideline out of bounds throughout the game. Mm-hmm. You know, so just depends on everybody's been kind of different, but you can pick either one you want. Um, you know, I typically like to pick in front of my bench so I can help the person taking the ball out. I can stand there and talk to them and help them. And um, but every, you know, it, it's really, uh, it's really, I think, added a lot of interest to our game having that. And I, it's oftentimes I do see in the men's game with gosh, if they would just have that, that, you know, that that one rule, what a difference that would make if y'all could go to the last minute and do that. Because in a men's game, and, and I think there are a lot of women who can do this, but in the men's game, men can really elevate and shoot over people. We don't have as many, you know, players right. yet. We have a lot, but not not like y'all do to where, man, they can really elevate and shoot over people. And it just really adds so much interest and, and fun to it. I, I think you're right, and I think, you know, at least you guys are uh, making a real attempt to better the game and, and, and to make because I don't know a coach in on the men's side, no matter what Hall of Fame they're in, that if you got one and a half seconds, you got to go 94 feet, you can design something pretty smart. I don't know, yeah. you know, because mm-hmm. – but I know if I got even two seconds or a second and a half in front of my bench – I, I might get a shot off and not look like a donkey, you know, and, you know, taking that ball out of bounds and throwing it away. And they say, boy, what a terrible job that guy did. Plus the kids, <laughs> plus the kids, it makes it so competitive for them to now have a chance to tie the game or win the game. I think it's great. I think because I think we keep getting confused. It's about the kids, you know, and I think that, you know, women have made a fabulous attempt at that. Lynn, what about uh, what's your team going to look like next year? 
Well, you know, Coach, I think we're going to be, you know, we've got a great nucleus coming back. I mean, we took Good. some lumps this year. We've had, we had six freshmen and had our growing pains, but we've got them back and, Obviously, another year there'll be sophomores, which will be really good for us. A lot of them got a lot of playing time. But, you know, the thing about Stetson, as you know, that, it, you know, Stetson is transfer friendly. And so we've added some transfers that I think are just going to be impact for us and help us. We're still in the process of maybe adding one more to go with. You know, we've got, you know, Denisha Banks back, who our best player. And, and I think she's going to have an incredible senior year. But we've got three seniors that I think are going to be great and be great leaders for us. So I, I think next year's team, um, is I, I just think we'll be right there. We've got to, we've got to get better. We've got to continue to get better. But I think overall, we've got a really good core group of of not only you know good good players but good people. And you know how important that is for, as far as we we got to you know the people is what makes this. So um, I, I'm really excited. You know I'm 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 not excited that we haven't been able to be in summer school because I was <laughs> so looking forward to having them all, but. Um, I, I am really excited about next season, and I do like even, you know, what they're doing right now on their own. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things, and I would be remiss in not saying it, is, um, you know, one of the great things at the college level is having a men's and women's staff if you're lucky enough to have both. And uh, I know Donnie and our staff are just so excited uh, to be able to have you and your staff uh you know, right next to each other. And, uh, and there's so much collaboration there and trying to help each other. And, uh, it's been a fabulous year for me because, you know, of what you were, you were so welcoming and stuff. And, uh, it's so neat to always exchange ideas with you. And, uh, and so Lynn, I'm blessed. Thank you. Well, thank you, coach. And, and watching you all firsthand, what you did, you know, I've, I've been, like you said, at Stetson for a long time and, and, um, you know, I, I have I have said from the door said you know our men's basketball man we we need them to win and you all really turned turned the whole thing around and it was it was wonderful to watch just well, wonderful well to th- watch. thanks and you're you were really helpful and uh, and Donnie Jones is an amazing coach and did as good a job as anyone in the country this year so it was fun but I can't wait till we can all come out of our homes and I can come and see you again my friend. <laughs> that sounds good, Coach. Thank you so much for having me, too. It's been it's been an honor for me. Lynn, our pleasure. Thanks so much for being on Coaching You. Lynn Bria, the head coach, Stetson University, 13 years, one of the fabulous teachers and coaches I've ever met, and just an incredible human being that uh, just pours into everyone she comes into contact with, whether it be coach, player, et cetera. She's just, uh, she's the ultimate as far as, uh, you know, a coach goes and there's so much to learn from her. And I know I've learned a lot from her and she's a dear, dear friend. So I hope you enjoyed it as much. I get to see her every day and I enjoyed the heck out of it. I haven't seen her in, uh, in about two months with, the, you know, what's been going on, but boy, it was great to talk to her today. So until next week, this is the coach, Brendan Sir. <laughs>